What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, we are back after a week off. Tyler and I will go over the TSK Show NFL Power Rankings. We'll also discuss our biggest surprise and letdown from Week 7 in the NFL and preview Week 8 with our picks of the week. All this and more on Episode 216 of the Sports Kingdom Show coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? We are back. Welcome to episode 216 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. A uh, lot's happened since the last episode. Yes. Sorry we took last week off. It was uh, it was Tyler's birthday on Monday last week, the 18th. Yeah. Uh, I also ended up going to the Dodger game on Wednesday of last week, the night we normally record. My uncle came into town because it was uh, my grandpa's birthday, and um, he ended up getting tickets for the Dodger game against the Braves. They ended up losing the game that we went to and had an offensive explosion the next night. Uh, but the next night, Tyler and I were yeah. at the J. Cole concert here in Los Angeles. Yeah. And that was quite a show. Yeah, shut it down. <laughs> oh, man, did J. Cole shut it down. He's quite the performer. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that I've ever seen anything better than that. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, from a single person, no. Yeah, you know? like a an, an album tour like yeah. show, like yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't do better than that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was my second time seeing him perform on like his own tour. I saw him actually just perform for the iHeartRadio Music Festival uh, a few months ago when I was in Vegas working it. Uh, he had like a twenty minute set, so he just kind of yeah. did all the radio hits. Uh, for that, he didn't do any of the album cuts or anything from the off season. Yeah. Uh, he was saving all, clearly all of that for uh, his tour uh, that he yeah. kicked off shortly after that. Uh, and I believe uh, L.A. was one of his last shows on the tour. So that was pretty cool to be at. And it just happened to be 21 Savage's birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. So a little I, I feel like it was extra lit. Yeah. Uh, we sang happy birthday to 21 Savage. He was one of the openers. We sang happy birthday during his set. And then J. Cole had the crowd sing it to him again during J. Cole's set. When it was just full, not, a, oh. not an empty seat in the house. Yeah. And then after the show was over, 21 Savage comes back out and he was like, hey, J. Cole, get your ass back out here, basically. Like, it's my birthday. I want to see a few more songs. And J. Cole did like three more songs after that. Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, like we said, Jake Cole just completely shut down the the Great Western Forum in Inglewood uh, last Thursday night, and it was a it was, it was a pleasure to yeah, be there. No, it was sick. It was a good time. But all right, let's talk some sports. Tyler, how did you do in fantasy uh, last weekend? Um, well, I I lost in the TSK Show League, and Uh-oh. I was the fourth highest score of the week. That. Doesn't make sense. That's so, not good. I played against Blake, and Blake had the highest score. Okay. All right. So at least you lost to the highest score. Yeah. So uh, it was, I mean, it's a good and bad week. Obviously, I want the dub, but uh, so I went um, one and one. Okay. I believe. All right. Well, I went one and two in fantasy this week, but the good news is the only win that I got this week was, in fact, in the TSK Show League. It was my second consecutive victory in the TSK show league after starting 0 and 5. Uh so hopefully I can keep the momentum you going this out week. Whatever that pregame meal was, keep it rolling. <laughs> exactly. So I mean hopefully I can get a win this week and, and move to three and five. Um I believe let's see, who am I going up against? Do I even have a chance? Let's see. It's pulling up right now. Yeah, the it there's quite a I'm there's going up against be, Sean Sweeney. It's going to be so, quite the race towards the end here. Currently, I am projected to beat him, 129 to there 126. Again, three wins in a row. That can change the season. Yes, it can. So, yeah, it's going to be quite the race down the stretch for us. We're we're at the halfway point now. So, you know, the dust has kind of settled. Buys have settled in. The good news is, at least for me right now, I have moved myself out of the last two spots in the standings that would take me out of the running for yeah. the number one overall pick next yeah, year exactly that's where that's where you want and then if you get a couple in a row you never know you might be able to you gotta assume if you went two and five the first seven you can go five and two the back seven that's the plan and i i, I think that there'll be one 500 team gets in typically it was like in in years past like one seven and six team would get in yeah so i mean with uh with the extra weekend there because there's well, a lot of good teams people are going to take losses oh definitely and i mean with the buys coming into play we've already seen who knows what can happen so all right we got a lot to talk about tonight but before we do that i gotta let you know that this episode of the sports kingdom show is sponsored by j diamond estates for all of your real estate needs whether you're buying selling or looking to rent here in the los angeles area Contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539, or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 020-68311. I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here, so I won't get fired. Straight cash, homie. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. That's as good as as I've ever seen in my life from a running back. Don't you ever talk about me. Wilson toward the end zone. The hold is down. The kick clears the line. And Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. It's my quarterback. All right, Tyler. I let you off the hook on your birthday week, but uh, I put you up to the task to make this week's TSK show yeah. NFL power rankings. Why don't you hit the people with it? All right. I'm going to start out with uh, with the Cleveland Browns at number 10, barely hanging on. I still think that, you know, this last week was a tough week with injuries and everything. Uh, 
through when the season progresses, they'll get healthier. They've added Darius Johnson played pretty well for them. So that's another kind of weapon that I think they're going to use even when Nick Chubb's back. So uh, can't forget Demetric Felton either, the UCLA Bruin. There and uh, you know I still think they have plenty of playmakers on defense. They had plenty of healthy playmakers on offense. Baker's going to come back. So I like the Browns down the stretch. And they've got a pretty easy schedule the next four games. And then they go into play uh, Baltimore twice in a row. So uh, I really think that those two games against Baltimore back-to-back, which is crazy, but it's after their bye week. So they're going to play Baltimore two times. That's interesting. Um, I think that they can win the next four. So uh, if they can really go on a, a win streak here heading into those Baltimore games, those two games might be the division. And then moving to number nine, I have said Baltimore Ravens at five and two. They're coming off of a loss to Cincy, um, but I still got them as a top 10 team. Them and Cleveland, I think, are going to battle it out for the North. Um, Lamar Jackson's played great. Mark uh, Hollywood Brown's played great. I think they're going to continue um, to kind of progress throughout this season. Lamar Jackson's throwing up the same kind of numbers he had as an MVP, so... Uh, I like the Ravens moving forward. Then I got the, uh, oh, damn, I almost said San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers, <laughs> uh, 4-2, and two, coming off a of bye week. Herbert's got all these weapons like Mike Evans, Keenan Allen on the outside. I think they're going to continue to kind of be the the new team uh, of the AFC, really. And now that the Kansas City Chiefs have kind of been knocked down a peg, they're not necessarily on this pedestal of being unbeatable anymore. The Chargers might have a shot to win this division, so I mean, I it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch this Chargers team if they can get a home home game in the playoffs. I think they can win one. And then coming in at number seven, I've got kind of one of the surprise like they've come on strong the last couple of weeks is the Tennessee Titans getting a big win against Kansas City Chiefs. Derrick Henry, I think, is really making a push for a non quarterback MVP. He just does it all. He got the passing touchdown. Um, so I like the Titans moving forward. Uh, number six, I got the Dallas Cowboys coming off a of bye week, five and one. Uh, Dak has has come back almost flawlessly from the injury, uh, and Kel- my boy Kellen Moore has got that offense rolling right now. Coming in at number five, I got the Green Bay Packers, who are going to be without Devonte Adams this week. So it's going to be and Alan Lazard, and it's gonna, so it's going to be an interesting interesting week in a in a big shootout for them. So. I still think they're a top five team because of Aaron Rodgers, and uh, they're they're coming off a, bi- a big win against the uh, Detroit. Jeez, Detroit can't talk. The Washington Football Team coming in at number four. I got the Los Angeles Rams coming there off the go. win to Detroit. But damn, I can't lie. I was I was rooting for, I was rooting for the Lions to get that touchdown. Oh, get out of here! End. I I wanted. I wanted that for Goff and the Lions organization against Stafford. Get out of here. But I also want it for Stafford, too. So I got Rams uh, at number four knocking knocking on the door. I still think they have a good chance to win the division. Coming in at number three, I got the Buffalo Bills at four and two, coming off a of bye week. Going into, going into these late months, uh, they're clearly better than everybody in their division. Going into these late months, if they if they just dominate this this division and they get home field advantage of playoffs, it's coming. It's becoming cold weather. They're built for the cold weather. Their their home field advantage is is great because they have a loud stadium as well as the uh, the uh, the elements. But 
Uh, so I really like Buffalo uh, moving forward to like move, maybe win the AFC. I mean, they're going to get, if they get the number one seed in the AFC and people have to go play in the snow against that team, it's going to be tough. Very much so. Um, and then coming in at the top two, I got the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. They're just red hot, adding a Zach Ertz um, seamlessly. They've got the number one plus minus in scoring in the NFL. They're beating their opponents by 111 points this year. Um, Kyler's Kyler's got all the weapons he needs, and and that defense has played a- extremely well with a lot of different type of playmakers. And then number one, of course, we got Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom coming off of his record-setting night, first quarterback to reach 600. It was cool to see um, they got the ball back. Yeah, and they treated the guy well. Um, uh, so maybe could have got a little more. He could have got more, but you. The 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 whole thing is he was never going to get out of that stadium with that ball. He should he as soon as he got that ball he should have just dipped. You're not making it. There's I know. No, there's but... no way between between security and just people. I mean that ball is worth a lot of money. Well, I don't know if anybody really realized it in the moment. Clearly, Mike Evans didn't. Regardless, it's a Tom Brady touchdown. Yeah, you know, there's a base. There's a, it would have been a security risk for this. This dude leave this ball. I think they did him did him pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he got season tickets for the rest of this season and next season. Two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady. Uh, a signed jersey and game worn cleats from Mike Evans. A thousand dollar store credit to the Bucks team store. And then Tom Brady said on the the Manning cast on Monday Night Football that he appeared on that he was also giving him one Bitcoin uh, from Brady's crypto currency exchange sponsor ftx and so you know you never know that could that could that yeah I mean, right could, now it's in like the it's in like the sixty thousand dollar range so that, that that could even even it out right there you know? yeah i mean so, some reports say the ball could have been worth up to like five hundred thousand dollars i think it probably could have been even more um i think the total value of what he actually got i think was closer to like a hundred thousand so i mean that's, no, he's that, still that, making out pretty what, well yeah i mean i think that for the circumstances, he he did well. He was never going to be able to just get that ball out of there and then auction it to the highest bidder. Yeah, well, I, I just I just don't think that would have been likely. Yeah, it it would have been tough for sure. But all right, why don't you uh, run the top ten back real quick and then we'll we'll get right, to I'll our start, biggest surprise and biggest letdown. Start up start up at the top. I'm going to go Tampa Bay, then Arizona, Buffalo, Los Angeles Rams, and then the Green Bay Packers. Then I'm going Cowboys, Titans, Chargers, Ravens, Browns. All right. Now, our biggest surprise and biggest letdown is something new we uh, started doing this season here on the TSK show. Uh, Basically, Tyler and I come up with our biggest surprise and biggest letdown of each week. So, Tyler, I will start with my biggest surprise. And I was kind of surprised you actually didn't have this team in the TSK show power rankings. And my biggest surprise from week seven is the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Baltimore Ravens on the road in dominant fashion, 41-17. to Joe Burrow threw for over 400 yards and three touchdowns. Jamar Chase had 201 receiving yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon, Samaje P. Ryan both had rushing touchdowns as well. This Bengals team is 5-2 and two with the tiebreaker over the Ravens right now, and they lead the AFC North division in only Joe Burrow's second season after uh, he missed the majority of his rookie season last year due to an injury. I think aside from the Chiefs falling off a cliff, 
like completely basically, it seems like the the Bengals I think are the biggest surprise overall this year. The Bengals are playing really well, but they're they're kind of the team that I think is is the biggest like not for real team. Like Foos Gold, like kind of how we thought the the Panthers and the the Broncos were to start out the year three and zero. Yep, yep, and I think that God, who was it? Damn it. I saw the graphic of like the standings a year ago and there was a five and O team that was horrible. And I can remember talking about them last year. And I want to say, damn, I can't remember, but, <laughs> but, uh, I, I can remember like talking about how it's just not real. And I'm, I'm just not sold on the Spangles team. I think they end up being third or fourth in the division. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. But Jamar chase and the Bengals were my biggest surprise. Okay. All right. So we were on the same page with that then. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase has just been lights out. Um, cut, breaking records, it, like last year, Justin Jefferson set. So it, are we, we're kind of seeing a new day where, where rookie wide receivers come in and they're making a huge impact right away. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I think, uh, obviously I'm going back to Pat McAfee's show. I think I was listening on Monday, and he was saying that Jamar Chase is doing things in his rookie year that – are going to make people completely forget about the insane year that Justin Jefferson had last year. And it's so true. I mean, he's been unbelievable this year. And pairing him with his college QB and Joe Burrow, I think, was the perfect idea for Cincinnati. And they've really hit on all of their draft picks over the last few years. And I think that's really what's contributing to this 5-2 and two start is those core yeah. guys that they've yeah. invested in with these early draft picks that they've got from doing so bad recently – They've really paid off, and this is the year that we're finally starting to see the 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 fruits of that labor. No, definitely. I mean, they definitely have some potential. I think that they're going to grow uh, grow into it. Uh, but this year, I just don't see them as a playoff team. But but they're playing really well. I mean, they're playing lights out football. It's exciting. It's an exciting. Uh, it's an exciting offense. They really um, they they've hit on on those wide receivers like you said a number of times in the draft yeah jamar chase t higgins uh boyd Tyler boyd yeah so i mean that's three and four years and then joe mixon as well we didn't we weren't really sure what was going to be uh be the deal with him obviously he was coming out of college with uh, a little bit of controversy with the domestic violence situation but then he turns out to really produce on the football fields and yeah no, he's he's out there no mixon mixon's uh they they've got a dynamic dynamic offense for Joe Burrow. He has plenty of weapons to to throw it to, and Jamar Chase has just popped off and become the clear number one. So they still have to play the Browns twice, the Steelers one more time, and the Ravens one more time. Uh, they play the Browns in two weeks at home, and then their last game of the season, uh, the last game of the regular season on the road in Cleveland. Uh, they're Last game against the Ravens is at home uh, the day after Christmas, and um, their game at home against the Steelers is Thanksgiving weekend. So they still have a few more division games left, obviously, uh, left uh, in the regular season. So we'll see how that AFC North division shakes out. But I think we're we're in for uh, it's a be, showdown. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be competitive. That division stacked. As it always is. Yep. So, all right. Uh, what was your biggest letdown from week seven? Man, I got to say, I, I I really felt like the, the Lions were set up to get their first win. Okay. All right. So, we're on the same page again with uh, our biggest letdown because uh, I, really, big- I really think that, like, it's too bad. I mean, they were they were a play away. 
Well, my biggest letdown was the Rams didn't beat down on the Lions as much as I thought they would. And, I mean, the two fake punts and the onside kick from the Lions is definitely something I have to tip my cap to to Dan Campbell and, and the Lions uh, coaching staff and the special teams and all of that. And, I mean, I also got to just tip my cap in general to the Lions because they came ready to play, ready to go to battle for their quarterback, Jared Goff, who was coming into hostile territory, coming to play his former team who just traded him in a very dramatic way. And that was all that the talk was about leading into this game. And uh, Matt Stafford also uh, had a little bit uh, of a, not a homecoming, obviously, because it wasn't in Detroit, but going up against your former team as well. And with the way this trade went down, um, I think both uh, quarterbacks had a lot on their mind yep. going on going into this game. I wanted Dan Campbell to get a dub. I wanted, <laughs> uh, I just, you know, I wanted, I wanted the, they, it's just because they were close. Like if they, it was a blow, it'd have been like, ah, whatever. But man, they were right there. They See, I it. wanted it to be like a 50 to nothing type but game. All, but yeah. Well, also the chiefs are disappointing. Gotta be three points. I mean, come on. I mean, the chiefs, I think have overall been disappointing and, they're all the biggest surprise and biggest letdown, I think, of the first half of the regular season yeah. so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt about Combined. it. Combined. No doubt about it. So, all right. Let's let's uh, let's move on now to our picks of the week. Tyler, I know we didn't make picks last week for week seven, but before the show, we went back and uh, we did our records for week six. How did you do in week six? 500. 500, 500 football. Okay. Four and four. All right, and then uh, for week six, I went six and two. What is your overall record, Tyler? Now I'm looking at 29 and 20. Okay, and I'm 34 and 15. I really gotta, I really gotta make up some ground here. So we've picked a total of six out of the seven weeks uh, for this NFL season. Uh, we are now going to make our picks of the week for week eight. The only two teams on by this week, Tyler, are the Las Vegas Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens. Let's start with the first game of the week here coming up tomorrow or uh, tonight if you're listening on Thursday morning. We got Thursday night football. We got the 6-1 and one Green Bay Packers. They're going to the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals who are coming in as the lone undefeated team in the NFL. They are 7-0. and oh. The Packers, they're coming off the win against the Washington football team and the Cardinals are coming off a win against the Houston Texans where they dominated once again. And before uh, this week started and I saw this matchup on the schedule um, before the news of uh, Devontae Adams and, and all of that, I thought this was the perfect opportunity for the Packers to get a win and give the Cardinals their first loss. But obviously with the news of it of Devontae Adams being put on the COVID-19 list. Alan Lazard also be putting on the COVID-19 list. They're not available for Green Bay. Uh, I got to go with the Cardinals winning this game on a short week. Um, but it's it's tough for me to, to pick against Aaron Rodgers with his back against the wall like this because yeah. this is the perfect opportunity for him to come in and win this game and pull off some crazy Aaron Magic Aaron Rodgers magic. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, it is hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not doing it. I'm going with <laughs> Rodgers. Come on. All right. I, I got Rodgers and Lambeau, right? No, this is or, on the road in Arizona. Perfect. He's in a stadium. It's dry. It's it doesn't matter where you play. It's in Rodgers' favor. 
you can always spin it in Rogers' favor. And with this kind of, you know, like injury set, it, it doesn't matter. He's got he's got weapons still. He's got people he trusts. And uh, he doesn't, you know, he makes the receivers so much better. He's going to throw it to the open guy. I'm 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 hoping for a big Bob Tunyon night for uh, the TSK Tunyon, show fantasy got, football league. We say. got a Randall Cobb in there. He's still got Aaron Jones, who they can feed the rock to. Definitely. Um, and then Valdez Scantling. So I mean, those those are four guys that have been there for him for a long time. Hey, can't forget Mercedes Lewis, who's also been there for a long time for Mars, him. Okay, so he's got plenty of guys that he trusts in that in that offense. I know, but. I mean, the Cardinals, they, they just are unbelievable. Adding Zach Ertz like they did, yeah, he so, fit in seamlessly getting a touchdown for them against the Texans in his first game. First uh, person to uh, score a touchdown in back-to-back weeks for two different teams as a tight end. Yeah, I mean, he played in the Thursday night game and then gets traded, I believe, Friday uh, on week seven, and people were like, oh, can he play Sunday for the, the Cardinals? But there is a rule you can't play in two games in one week. Uh, so he did have to sit out that week last week. But, yes, like you said, Tyler. That's funny. He's the, the first player to have a touchdown for two different teams in two consecutive weeks. So that is a, a nice little fun fact for you there. Um, but, all right, you got the Packers. I got the Cardinals. I'm sticking with the NFC West. Um, you're going with Aaron Rodgers, which, I mean, I don't blame you. But, it's, oh, it, man, it's it's a it's – a, um, anytime it's a night game – you know that that's in Rogers' favor. No, it's prime time. Short, short, short rest. That's Rogers' favor. You know anything that makes the game harder on other people favors Rogers. All right, let's move on now. We got a divisional matchup here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six and one, the number one overall team in your TSK Show Power Rankings. Tyler, they're going to New Orleans to take on the Saints, who are coming in at four and two, coming off the win. On Monday Night Football, unfortunately, against your Seahawks, Tyler. Uh, the Bucks they're coming off a convincing win over the Bears. Uh, the Saints, it was a sloppy win, I will say, but a win is a win. Uh, horrible. I mean, you know, we gave them that one. Yeah. but um, Lost that one. Yeah, I mean, this, this divisional game, um, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion. I think how it's going to go. I think Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Obviously, we talked about him coming off the historic performance, reaching 600 touchdowns, the first player to ever do that in NFL history. Um, this game, I think, just doesn't have the same ring to it without Drew Brees on the on the other side going up against uh, Tom Brady. Uh, no disrespect to Jameis Winston uh, and Taysom Hill, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, it's They're not, not the, same. the same. No, uh, I'm going with the Buccaneers, Tyler. What about you? Perfect. I'm going with the Saints at home. What? Getting, really? Getting the Bucks on a hangover week, coming off a celebratory week, big win, coming into a divisional opponent. Sean Payne wants wants this dub. Now uh, the king of petty, the, Tyler. The the Bucks. The Bucks. Um, I mean, they're good. Like I said, they're the number one team, but they're going to lose two, three games throughout the season. And I think this is one they can for sure lose. I yeah. like Sean Payton's ability to game plan. I, I I like all the weapons they got it, with Kamara. Uh, he he can essentially do it all for them. They just traded for Mark Ingram as well. They just traded for Mark Ingram. Michael Thomas might be back by this game. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm going with the Saints in this one. I think that the the Bucks are coming off of just a an easy victory where there there's a lot of celebration. You think 
Tom Brady is celebrating a regular season win over the Chicago Bears? He he may not be, but the Bucks, sure. <laughs> They're the Super Bowl champs. You think they care? They got to lose a couple games, and I think New Orleans has got got the ability to win a game against them. And if their one weakness is is DBs, so maybe that plays to Jameis's strengths. Speaking of that, this just popped into my mind again. Speaking of being the king of petty like Sean Payton and also celebrating a regular season win against the Bears, did you see Tom Brady's Twitter video? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So he had a he put out a video, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday, and I'm pretty sure it was Monday, Victory Monday probably, and it's him just talking about the win and just slowly you hear this music creeping in in the background. And it's Love Sosa by Chief Keef. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I saw that. I saw that he played I mean, Chief Keef. What an ultimate troll move. Yeah. And I, just a tip of the cap to Brady. Hell of a move. That's, I'm going to make, make up some ground. I'm going to call the upset for the week. I got the Saints at home against the Bucks. All right. So, so far, we have two opposite picks uh, to start us out. This is where I can make up this ground. Let's move now to Sunday night football where I definitely know we're going to have the right uh, be on the same side of this because there's no way you're about to pick this this one team that's playing. Yeah. We got the Dallas Cowboys coming in at 5-1. and one. They're going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Both of these teams are coming off the bye, so hopefully both of these teams are well-rested. The Cowboys, like you said in the in the power rankings, Tyler, they've been performing up to their expectations Dak looks to be healthy after a brutal injury week five last year. Zeke has been dominant in the run game. Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb have been one of the best receiving duos in the league this year. And then on the defensive side, you can't forget Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons making an impact on defense. I mean, Trayvon Diggs leading the league in interceptions, probably the the front runner right now for defensive player of the year. Um, and realistically, this game overall, I think this game could be very important in the NFC playoff picture later on down the road, because if the Vikings can steal one from the Cowboys who are coming to Minnesota, then that could be a blemish on the Cowboys record that could hold them back from either making the playoffs or having a home playoff game in the first round. Um, I feel like this game we're going to look back on and and it's going to have a lot of implications down the road. Um, I mean, and also, the Vikings, I think they're in a good position to play spoiler coming off the bye. Kirk Cousins, we know what he can do if everything is going right for him. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's been banged up a little bit, but hopefully using the bye week can get him uh, some extra rest and get him just a little bit healthier and a little bit closer to 100%. And then you got guys like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson on the outside who can realistically keep up with the best receivers in the league. Yeah, they they've got they've got a great balance on on offense, especially when Dalvin Cook is is healthy. And Kirk Cousins has played well. He's kind of just the guy playing well that no one wants to give credit to. Yeah, uh, which he'll be that guy to take it and just yeah, go for it. Yeah, they. The, I definitely agree. Where on a Sunday night football game where both teams are coming off a bye, this is more of a coin flip than than we realize because Minnesota can definitely beat a lot of really good football teams. I mean. They've still got some veterans on that defense from from kind of the you know two three years ago when they were an elite defense, the Harrison Smiths and the Anthony Bars and Eric Kendricks and the Kendricks. So uh, Minnesota Minnesota is nice, and I think they have an opportunity 
to win this game, but I'm going with Dallas. I'm also going with Dallas. I, there was no way I knew you were going. With yeah, the, no, the I'm Vikings. not going. I'm not going with. I, I like. Uh, I like. I like Dak. Dak and C.D. Lamb and those guys to come in and set the tone. C.D. Lamb and Justin Jefferson, nice little matchup of of second year star wide receivers. Definitely. And then Zeke and Dalvin Cook, two of the best. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely going to be a fun game. All right, Monday night. I think is a little bit of a downer, uh, and I think this is going to be a bit of a downer game either way because yeah, they if, better they better hope Mahomes plays. <laughs> well, he did clear concussion protocols, so yeah. he he did make it out of that. So I don't think he he's, he's in danger. He's going to have to worry about any of that. But uh, like we're talking about uh, Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs are at home on Monday Night Football. They got the Giants coming to town. The Giants, they're coming off their second win of the season where they beat the Panthers, surprisingly, 25-3. to That was a, a great win for the New York Giants over a Panthers team that I think a lot of people had on the rise, especially with trading for Sam Darnold. Now I think there's some question marks going on in, in Carolina with what to, what to do about the future at quarterback. Um, but like I said, the Giants coming off their second win, and then the Chiefs, they're coming off a disappointing blowout loss to the Titans, 27-3. to So the Chiefs, they couldn't even score a touchdown against the Titans. They only put up three points. Uh, this seems like the perfect game to get back on track for Kansas City on Monday night in prime time. Yeah. Time to prove everybody wrong. Let's go out and dominate a team that we know is not better than us. Um, it's just... Yeah, they unfortunate need, though because it's clear the defense has taken a step back. They've had well, they had a they've had a tough schedule too. I mean, Kansas City has played a really tough schedule so far, but they're obviously humanized. I mean, people, there's a formula on how to beat these guys, and their defense has given up a lot. So their offense is in tougher positions where they're they're more predictable, and it's been tough. But I do like them to beat the Giants. Well, and it, it's crazy. You, you mentioned the tough schedule. I, I wanted to go through it real quick because I, I was thinking about it last night as I was going through my notes because I was like, man, I feel like I've said a bunch this year that this is the perfect game for the Chiefs to get back on track for their season. And it's like, if we look at their schedule, they win week one against the Browns, then they lose two in a row, one on the road to the Ravens, and then the next week at uh, at home to the, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Then they play the Eagles, where I was probably like, this is the perfect week for them to get back on track. Then they lose to the Bills, 38-20. to 20. Then they, next week, they play the Washington football team, where it's like, all right, this is the perfect week for them to get back on track. Then they lose the next week to the Titans. So it's like, they're losing to really good teams. And all that's an issue. Well, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, you need to be able to beat those teams, but it also, it's like, there's got to be an easier stretch of their schedule coming up where they're going to, rack up some more wins well listen they got they got the giants this week where it's like all right i'm saying okay this is the perfect week for them to get back on track then they got to play the packers at home then they go on the road to las vegas then they're at home against the cowboys at home against the broncos at home against the raiders on the road against the chargers the, those games against their division is where they can get their season back yeah the raiders so it it goes. You got you got to be able to beat the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos. Yeah, all three of those teams. Yeah. So in a in a four four week span, they'll go Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders. They need to at least get. They need to go three and one out of that stretch. And realistically, they might lose to the Cowboys, but hopefully, they do beat them. Yeah. So I like I like Kansas City on Monday night. Um, 
you know. Yeah. Got 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 to roll with them still. The Giants are just not there yet. Yeah, and who knows what Saquon's status is? Uh, clearly, uh, still coming back from that ankle injury. Uh, I, I'll never get that picture of how big his ankle looked out of my head. I mean, it looked like he had a softball yeah. on his ankle. Uh, so we we don't know what uh, his status is yet. Um, my fantasy team is is gripping and hoping that that he plays and and has an impact. Hopefully. But it's not looking likely. Uh, but all right, we're both on the Kansas City Chiefs for that one. So all right, we started out two going two opposite. Now we've gone two of the same. Will we go two of the same? I think. Uh, I think we will because uh, yeah. we're sticking with the NFC West here. Uh, we're gonna keep it hometown. Tyler, let's start off with the Jaguars and Seahawks. The Jaguars, they're coming up to Seattle. They're one and five. The Seahawks, they are two and five. The Jaguars, they're coming off a bye. And the Seahawks, they're coming off the loss to the Saints. And similar to the Chiefs, I think this is the perfect opportunity for the Seahawks to get back on track uh, and get in the win column and move to 3-5, and five, going up against a rookie quarterback and a first-year head coach. But, I mean, from what we saw on Monday night against the Saints, this Seahawks team is clearly not the Seahawks team of 5, 10 years ago. No, well, definitely not that. And... You know, they put themselves in a position to win this this last game. You know, the, the the kicker misses two clutch field goals. The defense only gives up 13 points. I mean, if if the defense only gives up 13 points, you got to be able to win those games. Yeah. You, you know, that's that's two touchdowns and you and you and you got the dub. So we we were there, we played competitively. We were in the uh the Saints game as well. It's it's uh it's gonna be a tough season, but I think that we're gonna keep trying to get wins because we have no we have no we have no reason to tank. We, no. we don't have a first round draft pick. So your first round draft pick is Jamal Adams I and, think, and there's think, a lot of people not I happy think that with we, him right now. I think that we've got some winnable games coming up and you know, we start with Jacksonville, which I think is a, a beatable team, especially at home. Oh, we, yeah. We've got we've got to we've got to get those kind of wins. There's no reason you guys shouldn't lose this game, even with Geno Smith as your quarterback. Yeah, no, I mean Geno, I, I love Geno, but obviously he's not the answer. Uh, Long term, at least that's well, for sure. It, but he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna win us a ton of games. We just need to try to stay afloat and get Russell back on that field. Has there been any update on when they think he can come back? No, but I think that it's just gonna depend on our wins and losses. I think we win some games. It's going to start feeling a little better. If we lose a couple more, it might you think be they a just shut, shut them down? Shut down time. Oh wow! I mean, you might as well. I think at that point. Yeah, especially when you don't have a first round picks. It's like you kind of know what you're getting yourself into for the off season. Let let him let him kind of regroup. I mean, he, he regroup might mean he might not be in Seattle next year. Oh, that's what they all want to say, but people are crazy. <laughs> Hey, I, just I mean, ha- yeah, I had, to, I had to say it for non Seahawks fans. I understand. I understand the point of view, but I know the the relationship between you know John, Pete, and Russ is solid. And for the Seahawks fans, it's just like, come on, you you gotta you gotta root for these guys to stay together. It's 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 easy to forget what it's like not to have a franchise quarterback. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to be that team that has to sign. Teddy Bridgewater or Ryan Fitzpatrick or, or, you know, whoever the, you know, Nick Foles, whoever the best free agent is available every year. Cam Newton's still years. sitting out there. But, but I mean, like, you don't want to be a team that's just signing no, quarterbacks for five years. No, we I got know. one. We got a 20-year type of guy. 
we got just got to rock it out. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough this next stretch, but Jacksonville coming up, we got a chance chance to get a win. This is the perfect opportunity. One game at a time. All right, the last game we got we got an early game for the Rams. Uh, they'll be playing at uh, ten o'clock on the West Coast. The Rams they're coming off uh, a win against the Lions. We kind of already talked about that. Uh, they're coming in at six and one. They're going down to Houston to take on the Texans, who are one and six. The Texans are coming off the loss to the Cardinals, where they only scored five points. So we had two teams only score three points, and then a team score five points uh, this past week in the NFL. So not a lot of offense uh, for those three teams this past week. And now the Texans, they got to face the Rams defense, which, while it has had some problems this season, is still one of the most explosive defenses in the whole league. Uh, so Houston, I think uh, we got a problem this week. Houston's in trouble. They're, big time. They're, they're going to lose big. I mean, they just traded Mark Ingram. They're helping other teams out. Well, you did know? you see what Brandon Cook said? He was like, this is bullshit. I, I, he's pissed. Yeah, of course. They're, they're horrible. With with no Deshaun, this team has no chance. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I got the Rams winning this game, obviously. It's going to be a huge win. I mean, I'm hoping this game is what the Lions game was, was what this I wanted is gonna it to be. be. This is going to be a good good week to take Rams running backs. I like a more conservative approach to this. I think, you know, if you're smart, the Rams are going to play conservatively because they know they're a superior product. Well, You should be able to win, take care of the football, and get out of there. Well, and I think that's put, exactly what Sean McVay's hoping happens. Put, put up a couple touchdowns, then just sit on it. And then get out of there healthy. If you got good enough defense and a good enough special teams to dominate field position, I don't see Houston getting up more than 10 points. Yeah. I'm, if they put up 10 points, I would be shocked. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, Tyler, you did mention uh, the defense uh, as well. The, the Rams also made a trade on the defense. They They traded... Kenny Young, their young linebacker, earlier this week to oh, the yeah, Broncos. Right. Forgot all about that one. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Rams uh, with the linebacker position against the Texans and, and see how the playing time gets divided up between Troy Reader and rookie Ernest Jones. Uh, the Rams said that the move was uh, strictly financially motivated. Uh, and, I mean, Young was their best young linebacker on the team. I'm pretty sure he was going into free agency. So I don't think the Rams would have been able to afford him uh, on the open market. Uh, so I think that definitely played a role. And I mean, Denver, uh, they have like eight linebackers right now that are hurt. And I think six are on IR. So they were hurting bad for a linebacker. Yeah, good opportunity for him to get some some big plays on film. The, the trade, though, I think did come as kind of a shock to a lot of Ram fans just because Kenny Young had been playing so well for the defense. But obviously, I think they're selling high on him and they they knew they weren't going to be able to afford him on the open market, but they only got uh, like a sixth round pick in return for him, and they gave up, uh, I believe it was a seventh round pick as well, in addition to Kenny Young to Denver. So I think uh, fans feel like the Rams kind of got gypped for for the value that Kenny Young brought to the team. But on the other end of that spectrum, as we've seen with this Rams front office since they've moved to LA. They seem to always have a trick up their sleeve, and Les Snead is always working to try and get the best deal and get the most value out of whatever move he's trying to make. So I definitely don't think the Rams are done making a move before the trade deadline next Tuesday. Uh, so I would definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, 
I'm sad to see Kenny Young go because he was a bright young talent for the team, but uh, I got faith in this this front office and, and what they're doing. Yeah, no, the Rams are looking good, man. It's 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 definitely a Super Bowl contender. They're in the mix. They've got the the quarterback, the perfect quarterback to run everything that McVay wants to do, and then just just superstar, you know, led defense with Donald and, and Ramsey, making all those other nine guys' jobs so much easier. So, the Rams are set up nice, man. It's going to be on the Rams. Yeah, you know, the Rams kind of what you would say control control their own destiny at this point definitely they would have to fall off hard to not be you know don't even uh, put that energy yeah. out there tyler i just it accidentally came out <laughs> all right yeah uh, you got anything else uh before we get out of here because uh we got another episode to record after this uh just as a little teaser for for the listeners uh make sure you check out episode 217 right after you get done listening to this because uh we got some basketball to talk about after this Yes, sir. No, I'm 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 straight. We covered covered all the good stuff. All right. Uh you got a shout out before we get out of here then and move on? Yeah, shout out to Seattle Kraken for their first first dub. All right. There There's we go. There's gonna probably be a lot of uh Kraken shout outs this year with That's the inaugural fine. season. And, and we had our inaugural home home game and it was fucking dope. It, it looked good in there. Did you know anybody that was able to go to it? I'm sure I did. Uh I know I saw pictures, but like no one I could like tell you off the top. Okay, okay. Nobody I would know then. No. Okay. But All yeah, right. damn, it's 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 good to see another sports team in Seattle. And yep. some fresh ass jerseys. Yeah. Oh, dude, the jerseys are fire. You you have one and I was like, Yeah, that one's Se- sick. Seattle crushes the jersey game. Yep. All right. I gotta shout out the Dodgers. Uh unfortunately their season came to an end, but they won hundred and six regular season games despite a lot of adversity. And I said it on social media, but I'll say it here too. I'll go to my grave knowing that the Dodgers ran out of gas trying to and eventually beat the San Francisco Giants in the NLDS the first time the two teams had ever faced off in the playoffs since the teams had moved to the West Coast. Uh, Unfortunately, the, the Dodgers just didn't have enough to get past the Braves like they could last year when they were facing a similar 3-1 deficit. Um, a few questionable decisions. But at the end of the day, injuries and the offense going MIA kind of just is really what did the Dodgers in and, and what ultimately ended their season. The last nine-year run, I think, for the Dodgers ha- has been something I'll remember forever. We got the first World Series that I've ever seen in my lifetime out of it. And yep. uh, I'm not sure how many guys from this core will be back next year because there are quite a few guys that are set to become free agents from the core but oh i mean that was a hell of a run for for the entire time i've lived in la that team has been winning games yeah i mean playoff the, run after playoff run for eight straight years yeah i mean th- this squad definitely holds a special place in los angeles sports history so uh, i just got a shout out the dodgers uh no matter what they're always going to be be my team just like the lakers just like the rams just like ucla uh i'm i'm, I'm a ride or die uh, so no matter what, all uh, the boring teams. Oh, geez, get out of here! You just wish your franchises could be as great as as mine. No, no, no. I like my franchises the way they are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, with that, that wraps up episode 216 of the Sports Kingdom Show for Tyler Pacholki. I'm Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pachulki. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show coming up right after this. Because uh, once I hit stop on this, I'm going to hit start once again. And we will start recording episode 217. So, all right. Stay tuned for that. Peace.